Hey everyone, it's Heather. I'm so excited about our new resource for single women, Authentically You. One of the most challenging parts of life is navigating relationships. This can be especially true for women who have been tainted by negative sexual experiences and mistakes from their past, or when the struggle with porn and masturbation takes hold and won't let go. This leaves them feeling distant from God, separated by the weight of shame and regret. If this is you, you're not alone. Authentically You was written specifically for single and college-aged women, those who are on the working career path and those who are in college. This 20-lesson curriculum is easily adaptable to a busy work schedule or a college semester system. Through this group experience, you'll explore how your past pain and trauma contribute to distorted beliefs and an unhealthy thought life. You'll uncover the role your family of origin plays in your past and current behaviors and address the issues that perpetuate compulsive and addictive patterns. And through the use of weekly exercises, strategic tools, and self-care focus, you'll learn how to live in health, how to live as your true, authentic self. I know God has a plan for your life to bring you to a place of health and wholeness. If you allow it, God will do amazing things in you and through you. So pre-order today, Authentically You. Go to puredesire.org ay. That's puredesire.org ay. You're listening to the Pure Desire Podcast, your safe place to find hope, healing, and freedom from sexual addiction, betrayal, and relationship issues. Surprise! It's your favorite host, Ashley Jameson, and you're listening to episode 115 of the Pure Desire Podcast. Here with me is my other favorite host, and probably your other favorite host, right? (laughs) Heather Cole. Yep, you're my favorite. Uh, It's so great to be here again, and really it was um, really fun to do this episode with Mm -hmm. you, and I think that it's so needed that women just need to know that that we're sexual beings, that we should get to talk about sex, that we don't have to have it all figured out. And especially when it comes to singleness and our dating relationships and what that's going to look like, I think that it's really helpful to women. Yeah. And this episode was one of my favorites because we love, 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 love talking about sex and Mm -hmm. especially to singles and divorce because we've been there. We know how hard it is to be sexual people and to try to hold that integrity in our sex lives. Um, This episode is not just for women, even though we use a lot of girl examples because we're girls. Um, But it really is for men or women who are divorced or single that, Mm -hmm. you know, to have good boundaries and to be talking about it and to be having a plan and being intentional. These are tough questions like can I masturbate if I'm single those are all things that we get over and over and over or how do I date again after being divorced or how do I make sure I don't repeat you know the same the same relationship that I just had or how far is too far sexually when we're dating those are all questions we get continually and so we wanted to dedicate a whole episode um just to cover those things. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good when we can, you know, to have a safe space for women to talk about sex. And and even when it comes to, you know, maybe questions that we didn't cover in this episode, let us know because we want to... Email Trevor. We want to help you. <laughs> well, we want to help you figure out what it's supposed to look like for you and your relationship. And even just in your, in your sexual health, we're here to help. Yeah, this and this episode really came off the back of our women's conference. And I think that's why we ended up using a lot of women's examples in in this, even though this episode is for men and women, Uh, because Heather and I, we love to co-teach. And so Mm -hmm. she does a session called Love, Sex and the Brain. And then I follow that up with 
love, sex, and my feelings. Mm -hmm. And so we were getting women at the conference that said, well, what about dating? And so here it is, love, sex, and dating. And so this is your episode for you women who wanted it. Yep. Hope you enjoy it. All right. Let's hit the ground running here. Um, My first question is the big one. Sexually, when you're dating, how far is too far? And this is a good one. Yeah. We were kind of talking about this in the car that it's going to be very hard in this episode to give. We're not going to be able to give black and white answers. No. Again, three people parties in bed and pornography are on the no list. Right. right? (laughs) But all the other stuff, it's going to be um, a lot of what your intentions are, how it makes you feel, where does it lead? And so with this one, um, we often get people who are dating and mm. they're staying virgins till they're married, but they've crossed every other kind of line. Right. And so, um, you know, for one person, if you are, you know, having a makeout sesh, you that could cause you to go home and masturbate. And that's probably not good in your right. dating relationship. Others can have some kisses here and there and it, and it stays there and that's it. Um, some people wait till engagement to kiss and so there's there's all these lines but some of the questions I would ask would be what are your intentions like Mm -hmm. are you doing things with the intention of more are you doing things with the intention of trying to push the other person Um, are you doing things with the intention of trying to be what you think that person is wanting or fear of being rejected Um, another one would be where's your mind at are you keeping it to a kiss and I just love this person Um, are you going home and then fantasizing about it and obsessing about it Mm -hmm. Um, and then also I think a good rule when dating is just to keep your hands off of private parts. Yes. Yeah. I just feel like that should be on the list. <laughs> on the list of absolutes. Because yeah, that is this. the slippery slope. <laughs> <laughs> so. It definitely is. And it is one of those things that, like you're saying, that, that it's hard to say that, okay, this is absolutely the list. This is absolutely the no list. But it really is a lot easier to put a boundary in place and know where that boundary is and not cross it than to have crossed that boundary mm-hmm. and try to move that boundary line back. Oh, that so is hard. super Super hard. So hard. And so if you kind of set the bar high, so to speak, and just decide that, okay, this is what I'm going to, this is what my behavior is going to be prior to marriage and, and kind of set that, then I think you're more likely to hold that line than you are to have set the bar low. You've crossed unhealthy boundaries right. and then you're feeling like, oh, okay, now I need to stop doing that. It's super hard. Yeah. And I, and I wouldn't, um, see it as juvenile to sit down and make a dating plan like to make about like a boundary list of we're not going to spend the night in each other's houses um we're not going to have hands be navigating down anywhere we're going to I remember that my sister and her husband had a really good good rule about kissing that they Mm -hmm. set a time on it because once it like went past this time it's like you're pretty much you know do you're you're going places there (laughs) so have a time and um and just really understand that it's not all about saving intercourse for marriage. You right. can do all these other things that are just the same. Yes. And when we refer to sex, we're, we're talking all of it. Oral sex. Masturbation. Masturbation. Yes. Yeah. Manual, like all of that. And so um, really that it's really about your heart altogether, not yes. just one act. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. 
So here's another question that we get a lot is that from women who are divorced and they say that I'm divorced and not sure how to get back into the dating scene. I fear ending up in another bad relationship. And you know what? That it makes sense. It Mm -hmm. makes sense that if you're a woman who has been divorced, you kind of feel like there's something wrong with you and or that, you know, my marriage didn't work the first time. And so what are the chances that I'm going to get into a second marriage or a second relationship that's not going to work? And we would really recommend that you get into group or you get into counseling because it really is going to benefit you to have a healthy mindset and a healthy perspective before you engage in relationship with other with men and it's one of those things too that I know that sometimes especially our clinical staff they will recommend that okay that you have you know a time of of not dating where mm-hmm. you just even take dating off the table and you go through group or you do counseling for a year and then see if you're in a healthy place to put dating back on the table yeah, and I get that question a lot with groups. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, is it okay if I do Betrayal and Beyond because I'm divorced? And absolutely. Right. Yep. Yes, some of the questions are not going to apply to you because it's working towards reconciliation. But you could also, if you are planning on getting married again or being in the dating yep. relationship, you can also think that's a good plan for going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, but you would just process those things from back when they were happening, when you were right. married. And it's so important. I mean, Heather, you and I have both been divorced. Yep. We know the pain of having to go through that, but we also know how much trauma that causes. No matter yeah. how good, if there could be a divorce, there's yeah. trauma and there's a lot of stuff that you carry into your next relationship and into your parenting style and all of that. And so even if you're planning on never being married again and you're thinking, well, he's out of my life, I'm mm-hmm. never getting married again, so why go back and rehash all that? please do because your brain needs it. And if you have kids, they need it too. Well, and it's one of those things too, that you never know when you've experienced something like divorce, even just that trauma, when it's going to sneak up and show itself in your life. And I, after my divorce, I went through counseling and I had been divorced for over 12 years. And I remember when it hit me that I was still in kind of this grieving state and, and grieving this marriage that, I was, you know, I mean, that hadn't ended well, even though life is great now and I was in a great marriage now, but it's one of those things that you just don't know how it's going to impact your life and really how much healthier you can be if you go back and deal with those things. For sure. I was like crazy stalker lady when I married John. (laughs) I know this about you. (laughs) (laughs) He knows. (laughs) (laughs) I was so crazy because of the trust issues I've had from all the previous relationships in my previous marriage that I, I started my new marriage off totally accusing John with my words and with my actions all the time. And that's not good. Nobody wants to be, you know, suffering the consequences of a previous bad relationship. And so um, process that. And then as far as like getting into the field, if I could give encouragement, don't try to meet people at the bars. That's, that's not a good place. I mean, although sometimes that does work out. (laughs) Hashtag John, I love you. (laughs) Um, but, But you really have to go to the places where there are people that are in healthy mindsets. So, yes. And so if you enjoy biking, join a bike club. If yep. you enjoy doing games, join one of those game things in somebody's basement. <laughs> <laughs> okay, above ground would be better. But. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Get involved in the activities where you're going to find people who like doing the things you do. Um, bet one of the, a good way is friends. Having friends who know both yep. of you introduce you. Um there's lots of different areas that are not sketchy to yes. meet people. Well, and the really the real issue is to get healthy. 
get healthy first before you put yourself back out there because mm -hmm. you will know yourself better and you'll be able to make wiser choices in future relationships. Oh, you'll have it's superpowers so for seeing red totally. flags. Yes. The ones you didn't see the first time. Yes. You'll have x-ray vision for those. Yep. If absolutely. you go through group. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know. Okay. Next question. If masturbation is keeping me from sleeping with men, how is it wrong? This is a really good question. This is a good question. I mean, when you compare, you know, like if I, you know, if I'm not going to rob the bank and I'm just going to steal out of my mom's wallet, like how is that bad? <laughs> right? You put sin right. on a hierarchy. Yeah. Um, but no. And we talked about this in the previous episode that really masturbation changes your brain. Yeah. And I can probably say that most of the women women who enjoy sex mm -hmm. that have hard time reaching orgasm with their spouse it's because they've they know how to do it and same with men that yeah if you're not being relational with people and you're just doing self-pleasure then it's very hard to retrain your brain to have a good sexual experience with somebody because you know that you can do it this way and yeah. reach it and so you're already setting your brain up to be stimulated in one way. And if you do want to have a healthy sex life with your future spouse, mm -hmm. then then you're, you've got to stop creating those really deep ruts in your brain right now with how you're sexually pleasing yourself. Right. Well, and it really comes down to the fact, too, that, that when somebody has been masturbating and decides that they're not going to do that anymore, their brain still is going to want that dopamine hit. And so they need to be super intentional about creating other things mm -hmm. that, okay, when I feel like I want to masturbate or I start creating that ritual that that ends in masturbation that I'm going to do something different and and make yourself a list of 10 things and sometimes people think well I don't think I could make a list of 10 things but I'll tell you you have to have options yeah. if you're going to follow through and be successful and they have to be things that are realistic mm -hmm. you know that I'm going to call a friend or I'm going to go for a walk or I'm going to you know something that's going to get you out of that that environment but maybe it's that I'm going to exercise and stimulate dopamine in my brain in a healthy way or just retraining your brain but you have to be intentional and you have to give yourself options yeah I like the list idea because um you know if it's four o'clock in the morning that's probably not a good time to go on a walk right but you could maybe get up and for me it'd be like oh I can paint my nails and you know whatever or I can go get on the treadmill for 20 minutes yeah. I don't have a treadmill and I don't like running but <laughs> if I had one that could be on my list um <laughs> but yeah right. it's a good idea to have a list and and what you even said where if they take away masturbation then their brain's going to want something else yes. that's so true and there's so many women and I'm speaking from experience um that when you stop a habit like masturbating your brain can retrain and it's going to yeah. be hard at first it's going to feel like I have to live the rest of my life just resisting this temptation. It's going to be awful. I feel right. like I'm just constantly battling this, but your brain will adapt. And then one day you'll be, realize, I went all day without even thinking about masturbating. Yep. And, and that gives you a little bit of traction to keep going forward that your brain can train. And then you'll be doing other things where you're getting good dopamine and that feels good. And that's what you decide to do in your downtime instead of something that's going to probably hinder your future relationship yeah and this is one thing too that that you have to just take it one day at a time one step at a time right because it's really I mean masturbation does really powerful things in our brain and so it's it's making sure that you don't set a goal that okay I'm gonna go all week it's like okay I'm gonna go today without masturbating and then I'll take on tomorrow tomorrow and so you don't want to be you want to just set yourself up to be successful yeah. in the goals that you create yeah and masturbation as a single that's a really that's like a big struggle yep. that's a very very big struggle and like yep. you know like you were saying with the boundaries when you've already been married and yes. you've already been used to having sex and you've right. already you know and then you go without or 
it's very hard as a single person, especially yeah. because our marriage age is like so much older now. Like right. Bible times is, you know, you're 15 and you're married. That's like right <laughs> when you're kid. starting to want things, <laughs> you know. So right. and now we have like this 10 year period of like living in exile right. where, you know, our bodies are ready for sex, but we're not married or and our brains are not ready yet, right. you know. And so we have to figure out what to do in there and, and have good plans and probably some recovery action plan type oh, that thing would be too, really good. you know, where you yep. could print that. And, you know, if there's certain hours of the days that it's more of a temptation, that'd be a good idea to have that list and do something off of there. And yep. yeah, so maybe print a recovery action plan and put some steps in place. Yeah. And then have a friend who can help you stay accountable with your plan. Th- that's just such good advice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So here's another question that we hear a lot. Uh, when is the right time to discuss my sexual history with my boyfriend? <clears throat> and this one, I would love to say that there's an absolute you know date number three but there isn't because (laughs) it depends on you know your age and how much dating experience that you have and really what does your sexual history look like those are all going to be factors that are going to influence this question and it really looks like you know where's the relationship headed I think that that's an important thing and Ashley like you were saying our marriage age is getting you know people are waiting to get married they're older and so you know if you're 27 or 30 years old it might be a conversation that you have sooner than later Mm -hmm. whereas if you're 20 nothing then you know you might not have that much sexual history but it's it's one of those things that that it's going to depend on you know where you're at in the relationship your age but then also I think in your health, mm-hmm. I think that that plays a plays a role because I think that the healthier you are, the more organically the conversation is going to ha- happen, even if it means that okay, I'm at this stage of recovery, yeah, you know, something like that, yeah. And it is important to definitely, as your relationship progresses and it's looking really serious, that yeah. there's a full disclosure. I mean, that includes. Um, the same kind of full disclosure we do in group that yeah. when did your history start you know how old were you when you first started doing things you yeah. don't need to give all the details but your spouse needs to know because if you carry that shame into your marriage of like right. oh my goodness if my spouse ever knew and that's what happened with john and i is that he told me parts of his history yeah. but not all of it and so then four months into our marriage when i found out everything i nearly had a panic attack. i thought i married the boogeyman i mean yes. because he didn't tell me everything and even though it didn't happen in our marriage i was like I didn't even know that about you. What else are you hiding? Yes. And it was like staggered disclosure. So um, STDs, pregnancies, yep. all of that needs to come out before marriage, um, yep. but not on date one. Right. Unless you're super cool like me and John. We kind of <laughs> did that. <laughs> but we, again, right? Our life, we had both been divorced yes. already. I already had kids. It's yep. like, we're not wasting time. Here's 100 questions. Answer them. Yes. Um, but, <laughs> not interrogation yeah. style. <laughs> <laughs> right. But maybe... And maybe it can even be a progression, you know, Mm -hmm. like after a couple months, you're starting to get serious. You can say, okay, you know, I really do need to share that I'm not a virgin anymore, but those are my intentions going forward or that I've struggled with some things in the past. And and then, you know, maybe as the relationship progresses, you get a little bit more detailed Um, and it might just happen organically in a conversation. And if you're secure and you've already talked to other people, Mm -hmm. like healthy people or been through group, it's going to come out more organically. Yep. Definitely. Well, and especially because if you're in group and you've kind of dealt with some of these things, then you still don't have that shame holding you captive basically from being vulnerable with this new relationship. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Such a danger to go into a marriage and feel like you you need to hold pieces back. Yeah. Because the longer you are in it, the harder it is to go back and be honest about it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Let's see. My next question says, it seems like all men struggle with sex or porn. How do I find a guy who won't hurt me? 
know. <laughs> right? The million dollar question. I remember when this came out with John because I felt like, okay, after all these guys that like it didn't work out with, because mm-hmm. I was a love addict, we all know that. And then I finally married this Christian guy. And then when I found out he struggled too, I'm like, they're all bad. Every single one of them, they're yeah. all bad. And that actually was a good revelation for me because I did realize to some extent, we're all bad. Yes. We all have issues. Yep. If it's not porn, it could be something else, but we are sinners married to sinners. We all struggle. Yeah. And that's really the mindset to have is that you're going to go into a marriage and your person is going to hurt you yep. and you are going to hurt them. But having the tools and being healthy, which means I know my issues, right. I'm working on them. These are my plans. This is what I've done. That's what health looks like. It's not here's my list of things I've never done and here's my list of things I've done. Right. That it's really about um, what you're doing with it. And honestly, I would rather have somebody who knows their stuff and Mm -hmm. has a plan and has worked with it because there's no guarantee that you get married and stuff doesn't come up. But if you already have that, I guess that, um, like recovery work ethic that you're going to always be honest with your spouse. Yeah. You're going to tackle issues together. You're going to never just let your marriage stay stagnant. That's really what you want to look for in a marriage. Yeah. Well, and especially when we have like some of the statistics, some of the research right now is showing that women are, you know, there's um, increase in women who are using porn and masturbation and, and they have other sexual history, which could also be something that they don't want to disclose mm-hmm. to a new relationship because they don't want to be judged or or lose the relationship. And so it really does go both ways. I mean, it's sad when pornography hurts people, you know, because it does. It seems like yeah. it always hurts somebody, not just ourselves, but it hurts the people that we love or want to be in relationship with. And it just is a super hard topic to yeah. of conversation to have. But again, if you've been in group and, and you know that, okay, I'm pursuing this area of health, and then you get into a relationship, you can even say, you know, I know that a lot of people struggle in this way, and I know that this is a trigger of mine, and I'm working on it. Right. You know, because don't expect that you're not going to be triggered by it, because you will be. Right. Because you have woundedness attached to it. So, but it just is being healthy and and having that awareness to recognize that, okay, this is definitely one of my triggers, and I'm going to try not to freak out, and, you know, but having those conversations from a healthy place is going to be the best way yeah and it seems like it'd be almost a prison to go into a marriage pretending you have everything all together because then you have to just struggle secretly you can't be honest with your boyfriend or girlfriend um and you remember all those cute young girls that we meet at conferences like my boyfriend's in a seven pillars group and do you think I should get in a group and should I even be thinking about marrying him and it's like yes he brought you to this conference (laughs) he's in group you got a good one one. porn or not like Yes. Yeah. It's so, it's good that they're honest. Yeah. That one is so good. But again, it's one of those things that talk with people, talk with other women about it so that you have support so that you know how to handle this if it ends up being a situation in your relationship. Yeah. So here's another question that we hear is all of my friends are having sex. I'm afraid that if I'm not sexual, no guy will want to date me. And I think that that is a really interesting question. I think that, that that's awesome for, for the woman who feels this way, really, when it comes down to it. It's a sad testament of our society mm-hmm. today that, that there's so much truth behind it. But I think that if you have chosen to, you know, stay a virgin until you get married and, and that's one of your core values, don't give it up. Yeah. You know, despite what 
what our society and culture is telling us, it's one of those things that that you will love giving that to your spouse. And I know that it's hard. The peer pressure of of being a virgin today is super hard, but I think stick with it. If that's one of your convictions, then you're going to find a guy who's going to love that about you. Yeah, and and even like me, I had had sex at a young age and um you know, after being raped, then I started mm-hmm. having sex. I just found this power in it. But when I recommitted my life to Christ and decided I do want to save myself again for my spouse, mm-hmm. I was so made fun of and oh. and some of the guys I dated, one of them even said um, well, we already know that you've had sex and you won't even kiss me. And it was like I was shamed because I wanted to, I was already right. kind of known as this slut. Right. And then that's was my expectation, you know. And so really it's, it's hard because most, like you're saying, it's sad. Most mm-hmm. teenagers and single 20s, 30s, 40s, they're having sex. And so you really are the weird one. You really are... Um, you really are like the minority. Right. Um, and so it it really does come down to you may lose that person. Mm-hmm. But if right from the get-go they can't value y- right. what you're convicted about, that's not a good start to a relationship anyways. Right. And that's so hard because when you have a super, super hot guy and you want to have sex with him, you're yeah. just like, can we just wait till we're married? <laughs> I mean, you're like, well, why can't we just bend the rules? But that's not a good way to start. No, and then you are totally giving in to what the world says that it should look like or your relationship would look like instead of you holding on to your personal values. Yeah, and how many people know physical attraction it fades with yes. personality. Yeah. You can marry the hottest person or be dating the hottest person. And as soon as the relationship starts to get rocky, all of a sudden they look so ugly. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But so you know, and the right person, they'll value that you value that. You know what I mean? They will appreciate that that you have this core belief and this core value for yourself because it really is saying that you've decided that you're worth it that you're worth waiting for the perfect and guy. And so confident yes. like, and attractive. Yes. I think that's attractive. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. I um, love this next question. If we don't have sex before we're married, how will you know we are compatible? Mm. This is so society's <laughs> question, right? You got to yeah. test, test drive the car before you buy it. <laughs> you know, and, and that is just a big old fat lie because yes. we hear so much emphasis on the honeymoon night that it's like the big night and Mm. there's all this pressure to know what to do to you know I think that's why some people look at porn and they're they're nervous that they're gonna like let their spouse down on this big night and really if you can think about marriage as this is the starting point to us being able to grow together to figure it out to explore I mean maybe even on the honeymoon night you're tired and you don't have sex but you're like okay this is the start to like our forever journey. We have all this time right. to have fun and explore. And we can do that from the beginning in an honest way instead of like trying to act like a rock star and act like you have it all together. Then you're starting off on like a lie yeah. and it's harder to get out of that. Like actually, and we have had this happen so many <laughs> times with women. I have not been having it good sex for the last 10 years and I've been faking orgasm the whole time. I mean, that's like such a blow, but that really does happen all the time because women go into marriages thinking they have to have it all together. Right. And so it's the same thing with this. Like, guess what? Your sex on the first night is probably not going to be that great. Right. And that's okay because you have this whole lifetime to explore sexuality with your spouse. And that's the fun part is that you get to play around and figure it out together. 
Right. And it's one of those things, too, that I mean, and research, even secular research shows that couples who, you know, cohabitate or they have this relationship where they're having sex before marriage, their relationship is more likely to fail Mm -hmm. than people who wait. And that's even from secular research. And so, I mean, if they even know that your relationship is going to be better and it's going to be more sustainable if you wait to have sex till you're married, then that's awesome. Right. But it's hard. Yeah. And you have less yeah. to compare it to. I mean, right. if you're saving yourselves for each other or recommitted, if you've already, you know, had sex. Right. Um, then it's all going to be fun. You're yes. going to figure it out because it's all going to be new and it's all going to be exciting. And if something doesn't work, you can be like, that didn't work. Yeah. But you don't need to try it out first. <laughs> Right. And it is that idea, too, that the compatibility piece, no one is compatible the first time. Okay, but can you explain a little bit about like the physical compatibility? Because I know that's a big thing for people. And it's it's really like a myth. Like you, you know, that right, that even that it's so much of your brain, like how you fit together is really because it's about feelings and what you're thinking and how much you love this person or how attracted all of that can grow and change with your brain as well. It's not just piecing the pieces together if you know what I mean yes yes okay (laughs) well and it's one of the things that we say this a lot at pure desire and I hear you say it a lot that emotional health and emotional intimacy has to precede physical intimacy and so that's the greatest part of even the relationship the dating relationship and even the engagement time is that you are emotionally growing together and and that you're having these Mm -hmm. conversations and you're talking about different things that is contributing to your emotional health but then when you get to the point where you know you're married and now you want to explore for the first time your sexual relationship things are going to fit better than you think they fit you know it's one of those things that because you've kind of trained your brain a little bit to have a positive um, a positive viewpoint toward what your physical relationship is going to be like and so then it's going to help when it actually comes time oh, to do it. It's yeah, amazing. For sure. Yeah. Like when John does the dishes and he puts the kids to bed and he's doing the yard and he's yes. cooking me dinner, it's like he could breathe on me and I'm like, oh, I'm gone. Yes. Like that, I mean, right? Because you're, yes. you're building up emotionally first yes. and then it doesn't take much after that. That's, right. That's where foreplay comes in. Yes. Yeah. So I know. there's all kinds of things that, you know, call us and we'll help you through it <laughs> if you're in yes. that situation. Absolutely. So here's another question. I watch porn in order to learn what to do when I'm married. What are some other ways to learn without using porn? You know, this is such a great question because we have a lot of young women Mm -hmm. who think that they have to be basically porn ready before they get married or before they get into a relationship because they think that that men expect what they see in porn. And that is a myth. That is one of those things that, that especially when we see that so much porn today is is degrading to women and it's violent. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so this is a great question because there are other ways that you can figure out what, what does sexuality look like prior to getting married? And even what does it look like in marriage? Mm -hmm. I think one of the best things that you can do is to be in group really to be in group with other women where you can ask conversation or have conversations about these type yeah. of questions. What's what's a real expectation? What is something that, that porn has created that is an unrealistic expectation for women in marriage? And that's always, I think, a really good place to start is talking with other women. Yeah, I agree. Talking with other women um, and just getting really comfortable with your own sexuality yes. because so much of it is that you're 
it's uncomfortable. You're afraid to talk. You're afraid to say, I don't like that. You're afraid to say that doesn't yes. work. You're afraid to say, do more of this. Um, and, and, and there are women who want to have a better sex life, but they're just, they feel silly. They feel yeah. embarrassed. They don't want to do those things. And so the more you talk about it, the more you're in healthy conversation. We have tons of podcasts that are helpful yeah. and there's lots of books out there too. There's lots of bad books, but there's yes. also lots of good books. And yeah. so just educating yourself, um, Without setting up these false expectations, because more often than not, if you're watching something like porn or romantic movies to try to imitate that, you're going to feel like a fraud. You're going to feel silly. And then you're going to compare yourself to that person that that's really who your spouse wants. And you're trying to emulate that. And, And it really isn't good. It just ends up causing a lot of shame and comparison. And more often than not, even you're looking at your own body going, That is not what I look like. And that's not, that's not how you should be. You should be going, you should be doing a little like Rocky Balboa pep talk in the bathroom (laughs) being like, I'm so sexy. I'm so fly. I'm so confident. And then go out there and own it. Right. Totally. Start in your brain. Okay. Next question. How can I talk with my fiance about sexual, sexual expectations without it triggering us? Mm. Is it okay to talk about sex before marriage? I think this is so good couples boyfriend girlfriend um fiancés they need to be doing this and one of the things i would say is get a good resource yeah we're gonna sound like broken records but we totally believe that um get comfortable talking about it know what you may not know everything going in because you haven't you know you're not having sex maybe you know hopefully you're not having sex and so you may not know everything but you can talk about the basics like um, you know, what are your expectations or, mm-hmm. you know, on our honeymoon, you know, if it's, you know, are we going to just explore or, you know, you can talk about things, but, um, I would suggest that you be in separate buildings, yes. like not together, <laughs> maybe on the phone, you know, like get some good resources to work through like the seven pillars, make mm-hmm. sure that your own sex, sexual history and trauma is worked through yes. and then get some couples books, um, and talk about some of the questions that maybe come up and they're going to be different for each person. You're going to have different questions. Um, but, but have other people that you can bounce those off of probably married people that can give you good, solid advice that are healthy married people. And then when you're talking about it, I really suggest either being in a public area Mm. or separate houses because, yes, because so you're not triggered. (laughs) Right. You're not triggered. And even if you are triggered, you can't act it out. Yeah. Because you're not together, you know, so. Well, and I think that this is one of those things where having conversations with other healthy women is so important because I know that, that, I don't know, just stuff like, okay, do we need some kind of lubricant? I mean, is yeah, it going to, those are legit questions. Is it, is sex going to hurt? Is yeah. it going to, you know, I mean, I think that those are questions that, that every woman wants to know the answer to, but they're afraid to ask. Yeah. And so if you have somebody who's even a little bit older than you, a married woman that you can, you know, that will mentor you in this area, kind of in a premarital counseling, then when you get that legit information, then you tell your fiance and you say, this is what I've learned. And so I want to make sure that, that we have this. And, you know, so you're having a healthy conversation mm-hmm. about it before you get married. Yes. And safe healthy same gender mentors yes i've been with friends where we do talk about sex regularly and you know and then there's been times where somebody said i don't know how to have an orgasm during sex and because we're women and we're comfortable about it and we're talking about it in a respectful way it's not i mean this is part of life we were able to say well try this try this talk to yourself this way try this lighting try this position and bam yeah happened you know and so yep. you got to be able to have that group because just like anything else finances schooling parenting all these areas that are 
really stressful and are a huge part of our life, you have to have people that you can talk about it with. And I think that for women too, the more that you can learn about your sexuality and and really what, like for women, more about their bodies and, and what is stimulating to women, I think that that is super helpful because I know sometimes women will get into marriage and they just think, oh, my husband will show me what to do. And it's like, don't use that rule. That's not a good rule. Yeah, what's doing to him might yes, not stimulate you. Right, and so it's one of those things that you need to do a little bit of research and, and know what they what to expect for a woman's body and mm-hmm. how that's going to be different than, you know, a guy's body and, and work through those things too. Right. Yeah. And Cause not only physically are women different, but emotionally. And yep. yeah, yep. I know. What was it like a couple weeks ago? I posted a picture on Facebook of my boys cleaning the kitchen and I'm yes. like, this is so sexy. And they're like, mom, how is cleaning sexy? And I'm like, you'll get it when you're older. I know. Some woman's going to really love this. So, about you. Yeah. <laughs> you'll understand when you're older, what sexy is. That's awesome. So what are some practical boundaries to keep me from going too far with my boyfriend? And we've talked a little bit about this. I think that one of the major things to remember is that it's a lot easier to enforce a boundary that's in place than to try and create a new boundary when you've done something that maybe you want to take back. And so I think that when it comes to boundaries that it's really just important to Remember why you have those boundaries and and what you are protecting yourself from. Mm-hmm. I think that's super important. And and be intentional with your boundaries, you yeah. know, and don't overwhelm yourself with boundaries, but but maybe just say that okay, I'm going to if I'm in a dating relationship that I'm going to make sure that I'm home by 10 o'clock, that I'm going to have a self-imposed curfew that we're not going to be out parked in a car Mm -hmm. somewhere or that we're not going to be anywhere after dark or that well people get murdered that way too exactly and you know things (laughs) like um that i am and this is true of especially young adults who live in their own space they don't live with their parents anymore but it's like okay i'm my my boyfriend can't be here after this time or my boyfriend you know, can't be here. You know what I mean? Just setting those Maybe at kind all, of if, boundaries. If it's too much for yep, you. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. And so it's just really knowing you and knowing what you're comfortable with and, and really valuing yourself enough to have healthy boundaries in place that is going to protect your relationship. Yeah, I think that's good. And not being, a, and to not be afraid of changing the boundaries if you need to. Yes. If you find that maybe having your boyfriend over past 10 is too much then you don't do that but then maybe he's over at seven and it goes too far and so maybe the boundary is now we probably shouldn't be at my place right if this if holding this you know sexual boundary or you know what your value is important to you then then you want to put that really high on a pedestal and like you said, have high fences that you can't jump over. Right. Well, and it's one of those things too that we don't ever necessarily, well, we don't know what we don't know. And so you might think that it's harmless that my boyfriend's going to be here and we're going to watch some chick movie or something. But then there's this makeout scene and you start making out and pretty soon it's like, uh-oh, this is, here's a boundary. Here comes right. a boundary. Yeah. <laughs> what am I going to do? And so then you might have to add it to your list that, okay, we can't watch movies together or we can't watch this type of movie right. together. You yeah. know, And just because it's, again, maybe creating a new boundary that you didn't think was going to be an issue, but it's like, okay, this is starting to be an issue. We need to set up a boundary here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's good. You might need to have other people. You might need to yeah. avoid certain areas. Um, it's really... Figure out first what your values are and yep. then build the boundaries around that. And the three circles exercise would probably be really good for that. Even just like a temporary, yep. like if this is our value, then these are the areas where we could either go 
either way. Sometimes mm-hmm. we make a good choice, sometimes we don't. So let's avoid those areas altogether and just do the ones in the outer circle that keep us on the path yes. of what we want for our relationship. Yeah, that is so good. All right. Well, so some final encouragements close out the show. I think for me would be um, sit down. If you're a single person, whether you're divorced, uh, your teenager, whatever, wherever you are at in your singlehood, sit down and maybe write some goals. Like, mm-hmm. what do you see for your future relationship? What boundaries would you like to hold to when you're dating? And then create a plan around that, even if you're not dating yet. Create mm-hmm. it now while it's fresh and then talk to somebody else about that. Have somebody that you can talk regularly with about where you're at emotionally, physically, spiritually, sexually, that you have somebody that's kind of checking in on you Mm -hmm. too that you trust. Yeah, that is so good. And you know, we've talked about it a little bit, but if you've crossed a boundary or you have an unhealthy sexual history and, and that is really just gnawing at you and, and weighting you down and keeping you out of relationship with God and others, deal with that. Mm -hmm. You know, get into group, get into counseling, do something that is going to help you to be healthy, to help you be the best best version of yourself so that then when you get into a dating relationship or even if you are in a relationship, that it's going to help the relationship. I mean, it's one of the best things that, that we can do is to get healthy, to minimize the power that our past has over us because we're pursuing health and then it's going to change your relationship. It's amazing. Yeah. That would be my encouragement. So good. Nothing is unredeemable. That's right. Yeah. Start yeah. fresh from right now, from yeah. today. That's so good. Obviously, you enjoyed this episode probably more because it was Heather and I instead of those other guys, right? So fun. Girls take over. Yes. So let Trevor know if you want the girls to take over again and you want us to come back and just keep sending him lots of emails and spams <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> the squeaky wheel gets the oil, right? right? Yes. Okay, we'll come back. He loves that. <laughs> Regardless, that stuff we covered today will really help you identify and create probably some really healthy habits if you're intentional about it. When it comes to love and sex and dating, we all have to have a plan. We all need to have boundaries and we all need to know what we're doing. Right. Um, Heather, you're my favorite. I know. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for being here with me. Oh, you're welcome. You're my favorite too. Thank you for listening to the Pure Desire Podcast. If you like what you're hearing and want to keep up with the podcast, please subscribe, download, and share. You can also rate and review our podcast. The more reviews we get, the easier it is for others to find the podcast. If you'd like to support the message of hope and healing and developing sexual integrity, go to puredesire.org slash give. And for more information about the ministry, check out our website, puredesire.org. And you can also follow us on social media, at puredesirepdmi. Once again, that's at puredesirepdmi. We'll see you next time. Here's what's coming up next week on the Pure Desire Podcast. Without guidance, without a plan, then um, it's going to end up in divorce about 75% of the time. That's not who I am. Why do I respond that way in those certain situations? He's not doing that behavior anymore, so why aren't you having sex? It feels like death, and they don't want to die, but they, they don't want to stay in that much pain, and their only other option left is divorce. A therapeutic separation is we're going to do all we can to stay married. This is a separation for the purpose of healing not to see if we want to stay married or not. There's a reason why this person's a professional. They can handle that sort of information. They've done this before. They can help you through the process. I didn't realize how difficult it was for me to be alone. 
And unfortunately, in, in betrayal trauma, sexual addictions, the spouse ends up being the perceived threat. The spouse isn't the enemy, but it's the perceived threat. If I quote that verse, it could be very black and white in my head, and black and white is very easy. But this situation is not black and white, it's very gray. 